We're building the best internet talk radio on the planet. I'm sorry, this is effective when? It's effective now. TalkZone.com Welcome to the Travelin' On Radio Show, your premier source for travel news and information. Featuring your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, the Travelin' On Radio Show on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the Travelin' On Radio Show. Thank you for sharing a part of your day with us. Uh, I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick, and I'm here with my favorite travel partner, my husband, Ian. Hey, babe. Hey, sweetie. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh Trying to stay a little bit cool down here in Shreveport, Louisiana, but uh, smelling the crawfish, so I'm, I'm going to be good to go in a second. And uh, you guys are, uh, as, as you just heard, we're live uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, broadcasting from the Mudbug, the 25th anniversary of the Mudbug Madness Festival, and one of the largest and more, uh, most popular festivals uh, celebrating Cajun culture. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to our radio family, and we look forward to traveling on with you each and every week. And as Tanya said, we're broadcasting live from the Festival Plaza in downtown Shreveport along the banks of the Red River, home to Shreveport and its neighboring city, Bossier City. Uh, they make up kind of the twin cities of Louisiana here in northwest Louisiana. Uh, home to riverfront casinos, a great uh, waterfront esplanade here along the banks of uh, of the Red River here, and it creates a very dynamic setting for the Mudbug Madness Festivals here in downtown Shreveport. But most importantly, this show is for you, so if you have any questions for us or our guests, call us on the studio line at 301-984-2173 or email us at radio at travelin-on.com. And you know we have uh, a great show lined up for you today. We we are we are actually going to sample some crawfish. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't but, know about our technique, but you know, uh, we're going to get some help with that. Well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have uh, we have uh, on our show today Melanie Bacon, who is one of the organizers for the Mudbuck Madness Festival, and uh, Robert Shaver, who's owner of the Shavers Crawfish and Catering, and he's uh, he's the uh, the supplier. For uh, for the show, and we also have Chef Extraordinaire, Chef <laughs> uh, um, uh, Chef David Bridges of uh, Bella Fresca Restaurant, and who shared a great meal with Absolutely. us last night. It was a fantastic meal, and mm-hmm. uh, great stories to share from that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Pandarina Sumos, who uh, is really going to share about the culture. Uh, down here, and uh, also Brandy Claiborne, who is the Vice President of Communications with the Shreveport uh, Bossier Convention and Visitors Bureau, and we also have as a guest host, our dear friend who's really taken us under her wing this weekend, uh, Tara Holland, who's the PR manager of the Shreveport Bossier uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, so we're, we're anxious to get started here. I want some crawfish. And we are going to do just that. And what began in 1984 as a two-day street festival in downtown Shreveport is now one of Louisiana's largest and most popular Cajun festivals, featuring renowned Cajun Zydeco blaz and jazz music, mouth-watering Cajun cuisine, raucous contest, and fun for all ages. It's now a four-day event held each Memorial Day weekend. Mud Madness is nationally recognized as one of the largest festivals in the Southeast and one of the top 20 uh, events named by the Southeastern Tourism Society. And uh, we're expecting nearly 60,000 people today. Mudbud Magnus is one of the uh, best festivals around. It highlights Louisiana's rich cultural heritage, and the events organizers are proud to have brought a little bit of South Louisiana north to Shreveport, and mm-hmm. we have the person responsible for that, 
Melanie Bacon, one of the organizers of the festival and the executive director of Downtown Shreveport. Melanie, welcome to Traveling on Radio. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to be here in Shreveport. We're here for the 25th anniversary of this festival. Tell us how the festival came to be. Well, as you know, Mudbug Madness started as a two-day street festival on Milam Street in downtown Shreveport. Uh, We had about half of a block and probably uh, a thousand people and uh, one beer trailer and you can see now that we uh, <laughs> we've grown to encompass two blocks in downtown Shreveport the city has built this beautiful festival plaza for us that all the festivals in the area use um, so it sets up well here we go for four days we have uh, some of the best Cajun and Zydeco music and then a lot of local favorites that play we have three stages one all Cajun and Zydeco and one children's we have uh, 30 food vendors we have 50 craft vendors and um, you can see it's uh, it encompasses more than about a thousand people we will attract about 125,000 people over the four days oh my goodness now I have a quick question for you how many times do you have to practice saying mud bug Magnus that's a tongue twister to me <laughs> you know I don't I don't get my tongue twisted anymore on that particular phrase but so many people call and trip over it, it they call it mad bug mad, mad bag mud bug um, and so I get a lot of different versions of it, and it's, it's, it's pretty fun to try to listen to somebody say it correctly. <laughs> it's very memorable, that's for sure. Now, now um, this uh, this festival is uh, it's it's $3 for entry, and with the $3, you, you get to participate in all the music events, and you have several stages you mentioned. That's right. $3 gets you into the festival, and mm-hmm. there is music programmed all day long today and tomorrow from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m., um, we do have some really fun contests that people who are interested can participate in. They're all, uh, most of them are eating contests. Oh, oh, we're talking. That comes as no great about. surprise here in Louisiana. That's right. And these are crawfish eating contests, and um, people take them extremely seriously. I get calls six months out wanting to know when they can sign up for the men's crawfish eating contest. So we'll have about 25 entrants up there for that particular contest today at 1.30, and uh, they will try to outdo each other. Whoever wins, whoever eats the most crawfish in 15 minutes wins the contest. And it used to be a 30-minute contest, but we all must put Robert Shaver out of business. With, <laughs> with, Which is pretty difficult given right. the volume of with crawfish eating, he has. Eating that many crawfish. We've had people eat 40 pounds of crawfish in 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? No, I wish <laughs> I were. Now, this is a men's only contest. Do you have a women's contest? I have too? a women's contest tomorrow at 1.30 and a children's at 2. Oh, my. And so we, we start them young here in Louisiana um, <laughs> uh, eating the crawfish. Now, now, we've had a chance to talk about the crawfish, but there's a wide cross section of food and cuisine represented here. Tell us a little about that. Well, we have everything from hamburgers to Natchitoches meat pies to uh, funnel cakes, everything in between. And um, my particular favorite is the fried egg eggplant with crawfish sauce. Mm. I can say Mudbug Madness, but I can't say eggplant. <laughs> um, and, and so it's a slice of eggplant that's deep fried, and there's a crawfish cream sauce on the top mm. of it. And as I said, you could, if you were eating it in a fine restaurant, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed. Well, where do we find that? Just <laughs> after the show for our own. Uh, it's <laughs> right, right behind, behind you. Good deal. <laughs> now, 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 Melanie, what are some of the acts? I know you had um, Buckwheat Zydeco here right. on Thursday night, right. um, and you had some great lineups uh, last night. Who, who can we expect tonight? Well, tonight our headliner on our Madness stage is a harmonica player from New Orleans called Rockin' Jake. Mm. 
who is a lot of fun, and um, I think the crowd will really like him. And down on our Swamp stage, we have another New Orleans band called the Iguanas that um, have gained some national attention, have several CDs, and we're, it's the first time they've been here, so we're mm-hmm. really looking forward to bo- having both of them. Good deal, good deal. Um, and so most of the musicians are, are fairly regional with with national uh you know some national attention yes uh because we're um a cajun and zydeco festival all the music on our madness stage is of that genre and so um many of those however have have uh, gained some national notoriety and this year they were just recognized by the um, american music association and uh, Mm. were uh, received grammys this year for the first time ever yes who, who in particular? Terrence Simeon um, is uh, he's here a lot. He's mm-hmm. not here this year, but he received the first Grammy for uh, Cajun music. Now, one of the great things about this festival is that this is a family festival. You've got music that appeals obviously to to children of all ages, but you've got family-friendly events here for children and so forth. Speak to some of those things. We do. We have an entire area dedicated to the children um, that that come to our festival. We have a stage that has entertainment more geared to them. We have clowns and hands-on art activities. There are interactive games that you can see back there, the rock climbing wall. And um, we have our uh, crawfish eating contest up here. Back there they have a donut eating contest. Mm. The first kid to eat three donuts and whistle um, (laughs) wins a prize. Well, Melanie, we thank you so much for, uh, for sharing all of that excitement about uh, Mudbud Magnus here, and uh, we're going to try to partake of it during our stay here in Shreveport. We're we're very excited to be here. It's uh, a wonderful day. We're expected to hit temperatures in the 90s here at Festival Plaza, so we're going to have to stay cool. So when we come back, we are going to delve into more Northwest Louisiana cuisine. We're going to talk about crawfish, and we're going to learn about some fusion cuisine from one of the finest chefs in Louisiana as the Traveling On Radio Show continues live from Shreveport, Louisiana. Let's return to the Traveling On Radio Show on TalkZone.com. And welcome back to the Traveling On Radio Show. This is Tanya Fitzpatrick with my husband Ian and we are enjoying a little bit of music from uh, our uh, official music partner, Putumayo, and I think this is the African Party CD. It is indeed. Which it's we'll be giving away sh- uh, shortly uh, through our Travel and Trivia Contest. Um, but uh, we're getting ready to enter a segment um, that uh, I, I personally enjoy because it involves food. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to welcome to our show... Um, couple of gentlemen who uh, who epitomize uh, 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 cuisine in this area, selling more crawfish than any other man on the planet, da, 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 da. <laughs> is uh, Robert Shaver of Shaver Crawfish, and uh, he knows more about crawfish than you can imagine, and he's been in business since 1994, and uh, Shaver's Crawfish is the official crawfish source for Mudbug Madness. Robert, welcome to Traveling On. We're glad to be here with you this morning. <laughs> and we have joining you uh, Chef David Bridges, who's making waves in the world of cuisine. Uh, 
He's the executive chef of Bella Fresca Restaurant, and Dave fuses traditional regional cuisine with his own artistic flair. And you've, uh, Dave, has been honored recently by Louisiana Cooking Magazine as a 2008 chef to watch, and we're happy to welcome you, Dave, to the Traveling On Show great, as well. Great, 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 great to be here. Now, you know, the last time we had a chef on our show, he uh, he proposed to me so you know, <laughs> in, in front of my husband. Oh, I can't fight. No. <laughs> so no we don't no. want to go there this morning. <laughs> this is a this is a family show here. <laughs> well, he, he enjoyed the fact that I love food. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but 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 Bob, 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 I want to start with you. Um, you've uh, you've been in Shreveport for about thirty years now, and um, how did you get here? Because you're not originally from here, are you? I'm from a small town, Cachetta, Louisiana, which is just south of Shreveport. So. You know, for us to go to town, we had to go to Shreveport, so I've really been a part of it my whole life. Now, now tell us about about crawfish. You know, this um, what is a crawfish? What distinguishes it from a shrimp? Because sometimes people confuse the two. I'm not, I'm not trying not to be blasphemous here, but it happens. It, it does, and uh, a crawfish is a crustacean. It's uh, It comes from our swamp lands originally, now then... Nowadays, it's uh, provided through our farms. It's done like catfish farms, mm-hmm. uh, where they, where they've scientifically got it to where it mass produces. So crawfish has really evolved into a major food source over the last 15 years. Mm, okay. Now I want to get into the nitty gritty. How? What is the proper way to eat a crawfish? And I thought you were going to bring us some here to, you know, try. Well, well I'm going to bring you some back over in a oh, minute, but you. I can go through it for you. Okay. Uh, the, the, the best way to eat a crawfish is uh, to put your thumb under his tail, hold it above his, hold the tail above his back, shove it into the body, and pull it out. And it pulls the good yellow fat out with it. As soon as you pop the tail and eat it, yeah. then you grab the body of the crawfish, suck the heads real good. If you suck hard enough, the eyeball will come out. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a good visual for our listening audience here. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to wake everyone up this morning. I think that I, did it. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, Indeed. My. Now. I want to ask you, what is what is really the secret seasoning behind crawfish? You know, we happen to love crab. We are from the Maryland area, and so we tend to season everything with Old Bay seasoning. But you guys have a special boil that you use down here in Louisiana for crawfish. Right. We have a we have a crawfish or a shrimp boil, and it's uh and and it's done. I use the one that's processed by Louisiana a company called Louisiana's Seasonings. They do a great job. Doesn't provide a whole lot of salt with their product. And it distinguishes us from Old Bay and things like that. I like mm-hmm. Old Bay myself on product, but I really love our Cajun seasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Cajun seasoning, I want to I want to shift gears and, and talk to Chef uh, Chef Dave here. Um, Dave, you have Chef. Sorry, I'm. Need to follow protocol. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep it professional here. Um, You you have a um, a really unique way of cooking. Tell us a little bit about your style of cooking and and what's influenced you. What's influenced me, obviously, is uh, what influences everybody. You know, the environment, uh, genetics. Uh, you know, and I, I grew up in South Louisiana. I moved to North Louisiana, and it, we're right in the middle of uh, deep South cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, grits and and you know South Louisiana cooking gumbo. So we're, we're right at the point to where grits meet gumbo. You can go to any diner in the city, and you'll find the two on the same menu together, which really makes uh, Shreveport unique, unlike uh, any other place in the country. That that's for sure. 
Now, one of the things about uh, about your cooking is that it really is a fusion of of a traditional southern cooking, uh, southwestern. Uh, you know, it's 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 a fusion of so many of the things that we've come to like. Uh, like we had puppies last night. We had a little bit of barbecue served served a little differently. Things that that if you grow up in the South or if you spend some time down here, you can relate to. But you take it to a different level. Yeah, we. You know, always try to keep a, a foot in tradition, whether it's an ingredient or a technique or or even an idea of something that you had from your grandmother. Like last night, y'all had the banana pudding cheesecake. Now, you know, obviously banana pudding is something everybody's mama makes, and uh, and who doesn't love it? So, you know, we, for, for my restaurant, it being a, a little bit more than casual, you know, we just try to gussy the food up a little bit and uh, so people can have a really great night out but, but not feel... You know uh, that they're in any sort of pretentious place whatsoever. Well, you 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 certainly did a good job of gussying up last night, wouldn't you say, Tara? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tara was back in a corner by herself, enjoying. You know, yeah. 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 yeah, no interruption. No interruption. She was so quiet; we hardly knew she was there. Yeah. She kept having to ask for more food. It's a clean plate. <laughs> now, now I want to add. You know, this area has so. M- this is area has really been a, a pleasant surprise for. Us. Yes. And, and we'll talk about a lot of the um, the cultural offerings here later. But I'd like to know a little bit more about the, the um, culinary offerings uh, in this. If either Tara or Dave, you'd like to speak to that. Well, I mean, you know, you, you can get you know really almost anything, and, and it's only within the past you know uh, you know few years or so that the city has really started expanding. It's offerings. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a wide variety from, uh, I mean, we even have a lot of Italian offerings here as yeah, well. Um, yeah. That's really taken off um, in addition to the traditional Yeah, there's, an, there's a couple of Indian restaurants. It, uh-huh, I know the people in Washington, D.C. are like, oh, my God, they just got an Indian <laughs> restaurant. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like one on every corner mm-hmm. in Georgetown. Yeah. But, you, I mean, yeah, there's Indian, there's Thai. And then, but the, the cool thing about it is, is you know, just like any great cuisine, you know, the, the idea is to use whatever's fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mr. Shaver doesn't boil any crawfish unless they're alive and kicking when they put them <laughs> in the water. And, and so, you know, w- when you go to the Indian place and you go to the Thai restaurant, you go to the Chinese restaurant, there's still a lot of, uh, uh, there's still a lot of Louisiana ingredients. There's a lot of shrimp and there's a lot of crawfish on, on the menu and there's catfish, you know, but that's the, uh, that, that's the epitome of, of any great cuisine is to use what's fresh and what's local mm-hmm. and just, just use your, you know, the, the, the techniques and the traditions uh, that you grew up on in your family. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that brought us here is, uh, the crawfish. And I want to come back to Bob Shaver and talk, talk a little bit about what we're going to be enjoying today. I understand you've got, you're planning to serve up 80,000 pounds of crawfish this right. weekend? That's correct. Mother Nature incorporates it all. And our crowds <laughs> come out. We will we will hit close to that mark. Uh, the festival grows terrifically every year. Um, the, the people come out and enjoy it. Uh, we had we were on Emerald Live with it last week talking about the, uh, oh, the festival. Right? And now we're, we're with your show. And, you know, that just shows you how much our festival is growing now wide not just here in Shreveport so it's a real big event and a lot of crawfish now uh, I am looking at uh, your your mobile kitchen here at uh, Festival Plaza and I see all of the steam coming out of these massive pots these things look as though you could pour iron ore out of these things uh, they are huge tell us about uh, tell us about this kitchen and tell us about these pots that you have steaming up crawfish right now and it now. smells good oh yeah. my 
those pots will hold up to 250 pounds of crawfish in each one of them and cook them to a true good spice. Works off of electric winches and hoists. It runs on trolleys. The bottoms of the baskets open up. Have conveyor belt washers over there. The public gets to come and watch the whole process, and it is a show in itself. Mm, yeah, yes, it is. I'm enjoying it from here and uh, looking forward to sampling or, or practicing, rather. <laughs> now, how long does it take to steam up uh, about uh, 250 pounds of uh, crawfish in one of these things? We can turn each one of those pots every 11 minutes. Amazing. And at the busy time tonight, they will be wide open and almost be behind. Oh, my. Oh, my. Now, I, I just want to uh, circle back to, to Dave real quickly. Um, Dave, Art Space, you started you started something at Art Space. We, we have some comedians walking around here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see. I don't know if you would have had bunny rabbits behind my head or what. But you guys were laughing in my direction here. <laughs> um, but, but I wanted to talk about Art Space because you started something um, uh, at, at Art Space, which is an... Uh, Kind of an open, um, open facility, uh, open spaced facility that um, highlights local regional artists. Um, yeah. And you started something called uh, Dine with Me or something like that. Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. That, you know, at Art Art Space is this great, uh, you know, gallery that that William Joyce started, and it, it's it, it brings the community downtown to celebrate all. all types of art you know and there's usually uh, there's always a theme that rotates every couple of months and then they have this wonderful uh, mezzanine that mezzanine I don't, I don't. <laughs> oh i just cook honey i can't talk <laughs> and, and 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 there's a kitchen up there and so you know every so every couple of months we thought oh wouldn't it be great to you know another way to lure people is to offer them you know just like your family you know mm-hmm. you offer them something to eat and something to drink and mm-hmm. so if, if we can get more people to come to art space by offering them some food and some wine well hey so be it they'll, they'll get to see the space and hopefully they'll come back and so yeah we started a deal where we kind of I would kind of theme the food towards whatever the the that 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 week's artist theme showing mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. and people would come and the, and a lot of times wind up buying some things to take home after they ate my food and, and had a little buzz going. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been really wonderful. It's a lot of fun to interact with people. You know, I have an open kitchen at the restaurant, so it really wasn't that much different for me. You know, being there as being at the at, at my own restaurant. Well, I, I know that uh, that they're going to have a uh, a big barbecue later on this year and I'm going to propose that you all bring uh, bring Bob in with his his uh, his huge pots of crawfish over there and have a crawfish boil. You bring Bob anywhere, and there's going to be people. <laughs> we'll just put him right on the the sidewalk, right in front of Art Space. Yeah, we'll have we'll have the half of the city there for sure. Now, Bob, I want to ask you real quickly: Do you ship? Do you ship your your crawfish? We do not ship, but okay. next next week I'll be in Washington D.C. on May the 31st cooking for over 2,000 people. The next day I'll be in uh, New Jersey cooking. Oh. So we do travel nationwide with our product. Well, where are you going to be in our neck of the woods? Uh, in Maryland. In D.C. Okay. Yeah, oh, in D.C. D- D- yeah. I will be there at Fort Hunt Park, and I'll be there okay. next Saturday. Next All Saturday, right. what time? Uh, starts at 10:30 that morning, goes till five in the afternoon. No, is this for a certain event? Louisiana Alumni Association, but you come up there and wear that shaver shirt, and I bet you can get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm here to borrow the crawfish. <laughs> I, I, this, this shirt is a little even uh, risque for me, but uh... it's, it's a racy shirt, and uh, that's why we're both wearing 
them, so no one gets the wrong idea. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> uh, real, real quickly, what's your website? Do you have a website? Uh, ShaversCatering.com. And, and, and uh, Dave, your BellaFresca.com. Gotcha, right, gotcha. Gentlemen, right. thank you so much for being with us on uh, Traveling on Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to enjoy a little bit of Creole heritage through through one of the great uh, artisans in this area, Pandorina Sumas. You're listening to the Traveling on Radio Show live from Festival Platinum in Shreveport, Louisiana. We'll return to the Traveling on Radio Show after this timeout. Stay with us. You found the best place for quality internet talk around the clock and around the world. Talkzone.com. This is the Travelin' On Radio Show, bringing you a world of travel news and information. Once again, let's join your hosts, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. That last segment, whoo, catching my breath right now. <laughs> Had a, we're having a good time uh, down here in Shreveport, Louisiana, live at the uh, 25th anniversary of the Mudbug Madness Festival, and uh, I am uh, really pleased uh, now to, to move on to something a little bit more uh, respectable, <laughs> or maybe less uh, less uh, provocative, um, but uh, to our next guest, um, who, who says that history doesn't start with the present, it starts with the past of her ancestry, and um, our next guest, Pandarina uh, Sumos, has a very rich family heritage in the Creole uh, culture, her ancestral ancestral roots flow through the bayous of um, good grief, more than I can. Uh, several uh, St. Francisville, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, um, and several others that uh, uh, you've traveled a lot, Pandarina. I have. I have. <laughs> and uh, remembering the many ancestral connections that make up who she is today, and flavoring her culture with pride and original distinctions throughout her works. We are pleased to welcome Pandarina Sumas, who is the owner of Sumas Heritage Creole Gift Shop and uh, Gallery. Pandarina, welcome to the Traveling On Show. Thank you. <laughs> and as we say in Creole, merci beaucoup. Oh, well, see, merci I, was gonna, I was going to ask you to uh, to teach us some words. So there, oh. there you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of people, you know, when they think of New Orleans, they, they think of, of they don't under, they don't know that there is a distinction between uh, Cajun culture and right, Creole right. culture. Explain explain the distinctions to us. There are respected similarities, mm. but Cajuns came out of Acadie, which is in Nova Scotia, out of Canada, and they were persecuted by the British because they they the British did not want them to practice their religion, which was uh, Catholicism. Mm. So they persecuted mm. them, so they wanted them to leave. And of course, no, they wanted to leave. They wanted them to stay. So they're coming, traveling down, coming down the Mississippi. Many of them uh, settled like around the Kentucky, but majority of them came down to the Mississippi. Some are in Mississippi, Texas, but the vast majority of them ended in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And many of them merged with already incoming slaves, many Native Americans. Mm-hmm. A lot of the rural cooking with the wild game, the crawfish, uh, fish, anything that was crawling running mm-hmm. <laughs> they just shot it and ate it oh my and then of course creole mm-hmm. originally started out being with just the french and the spanish out of new orleans with the architecture a lot of your french plantation owners your french europeans coming here with the fine cuisine mm-hmm. but the big infusion with as we say in creole creoles de couleur which is creoles of color 
which mm-hmm. infused a lot of your Haitian slaves, which which a lot of my ancestry comes from. Many of my ancestry come from the Haitian slaves from the Haitian slave trade, which came through the ports of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your cooking with uh, with large pots, uh, cooking mm-hmm. all day with red beans and mm-hmm. rice and gumbo, that comes from the Native Americans and the uh, the slave trade, because they were cooking all day. You know, taking certain kinds of wood, certain mm-hmm. types of rubs, uh, how to cure the meat. So the inf- and then of course through the bittersweet era of the uh, slavery era, through the mixing of the races. You know, the slave master and the slave woman. But many of these women were very well cared for, mm-hmm. very well cared for for their children, had education. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have the many hues and the many cultures, the language, the patois, you know, the Creole mm-hmm. language, the food. So it's a respected similarity, but very different. Now, now the Creoles, actually, you'll find a larger population further south in the state. Further in south. Cajuns, more... Southwest. Southwest. Southwest, southwest okay. around Lafayette, Karen Crow, Church Point, all your little small towns. Um, my, my, most of my ancestry comes out of New Orleans, but they kind of started veering from Homa, Bayou Lafourche, mm-hmm. which is all that, on that coastal part. Mm-hmm. They say when you get close to down there, close to the coast, mm-hmm. when you can smell the water and the crawfish and the fish, you're home. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the Bayou. That's, That's right. The bayou. bayou. I live by the Bayou. That's right. No, wait, That's right. For for those folks who don't know, I mean, every, they may have their own perception of mm-hmm. what a Bayou is. Right. But explain that. A Bayou is a still body of water. It's so still. Like I so said, when you when you I don't care if it's the windy part of the day, rain, that bayou is very still because the cypress trees, the um, the moss keeps it very shady. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of current on the bayou. And that and, uh, we used to say when I was coming up, you go into the bayou by yourself, <laughs> you know, because it's so still nobody knows you're out there. You know, you don't hear any rustling of the water. So it's a still it's a still body of water. Now, Pandorino, one of the things about Louisiana and in particular Creole culture is that to this day, it remains a defined culture that people can can recognize, and it's often difficult over over centuries to maintain that continuity. Why do you think Creole culture has been able to sustain itself in, in such a way? I personally feel it's been able to sustain itself because of the connection from the ancestry. Many, not all, but many Creole cultures have dated back to slavery, whether it's slavery, Native American, uh, one of my uh, logos in my business, Creole is a culture, not the color of your skin. Because we have so many hues in the Creole culture because of the Spanish, the French, the Haitian, the African. Um, that connecting from the cooking, the connecting from the grandparent. Um, in my heritage, I have a great-grandmother who was a cook for the McElhenney family, the people who make Tabasco. Mm-hmm. Um that was an unsung hero. She probably didn't think she was doing anything magnificent. She helped run a plantation. That's a that's a magnificent uh, connection of what I do. You know, I knew her when I was a teenager, but that's still a connection of who I am. Hmm. Now, your shop is helping to maintain, in its own special way, the uh, culture of uh, Creole people. Tell us what inspired your shop and and what kinds of things you have available to the public that uh, would allow them to partake in Creole culture from uh, the food to the art to the other things the that prowlies. you have on display. Don't, don't, don't forget about oh. the <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, I can be bribed with pralines. <laughs> Very easily. Uh, I've, I've been almost held at 
knife point. Oh. <laughs> because I didn't have them in the shop. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, dear. Because I also, I do my own, but I also have another vendor out of New Orleans I get, you know, when I have a bigger order to kind of help. Uh-huh. But they let me know, you leave that other vendor in New Orleans. Yeah. You want yours, on, which I'm, I'm very honored, very humbly honored. But to answer your question in the shop, uh, I've had a lot of people say, well, what makes your products different from the, the commercial items that are in flux with Louisiana? Uh, many of my products are in flux with history. Uh, I have Jumpin' the Broom Jambalaya Mix. Okay. I have Creole Mammy Cakes. Um, through a bittersweet era of a culmination infusion of Creole culture, I let them know that the Creole infusion is something to be respected. You know, it's something to be, a, a, have a respect for a woman who ran a plantation. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a respect for a woman who had to maybe have children outside of a, out of her union with another man. Um, having to give up their children because of the color of their skin or... Mm-hmm. That is bittersweet, but that takes a powerful strength yeah, that we yeah. can't even yeah. find uh, during a time when it was so hush-hush. Um, mm-hmm. For example, in my cookbook, Suma's Heritage Creole Cookbook, I have a story in there called Story Be Told. For many years in my family, it was a hush-hush story because of the hues of the, the Creole culture. Yeah. My grandmother was the product of a, an affair, mm-hmm. but she's here. Because she was here, I lived, my mother lived. And because I remember seeing her set a beautiful table or hearing her speak to her neighbors, ah, como se va, ma I remember hearing that or I hear her fussing or making a thing about, uh, aboise de la poisson, go get some fish. You know, uh-huh. those things are, and I passed that on to my grandchildren. It's not the color of your skin, it's the content of the culture. And in my products, I, I predict all of that. I have a, I talk about the mammy, I talk about the jumping the broom. I talk about um, the red beans and rice being cooked on Monday. Monday was wash day for the slave woman, that type of thing. So, Pandorini, can you tell our guests about some of the other items that are found in your shop and, uh, and about some of the seasoning and the recipes yes, that, I, that you carry? I have my own seasoning, which is Creole Soul Seasoning. Someone told me I should change the name of it, but I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, having an influx of the Haitian background in my background, uh, we had a lot of curry, a lot of ginger, along with the the regular Louisiana um, seafood seasonings, the garlic, the peppers. So I have a combination with that. I have a Creole uh, pepper jelly that is unusual from the ag- from the other pepper jellies in Louisiana. And again, with the influx of Creole Haitian, I have uh, a yam salsa. It's a yaya yam salsa. Yaya is a Creole term for mm-hmm. having lots of. Yaya, you have a lot of it. Yes. And it's uh, made with fresh yams out of Louisiana course with the peppers it's sweet it's got a little kick to it so it's good with a lot of your cultural louisiana foods your vegetables your wild game uh sauces also at the gallery park i have ancestral photos in my shop that are probably over 200 years old and i'm sorry we're, we're distracted the wind is kicking up and our <laughs> sign is getting ready to, to blow off here but we uh, are multitasking big time here I see, and, I see. Uh, <laughs> Now, now, Pandorina, um, do you do you ship? Are, are people able to order yes. things from your website? Yes. What, what is your website? It's www.sumas, S-O-U-M-A-S, creole.com. Okay, okay. And if folks are in the Shreveport, Bossier City area, they can visit your shop right across the river from us here yes. in uh, Bossier City. So. Yes, they can. Oh, it's, so you're within walking distance. I'm within walking distance. So um, I can go get my praline. You can, you can, you can. And I'm hoping this area will, it, um, you don't have a, a large influx of the South Louisiana mm-hmm. Creole culture, but it's with Saint Katrina, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You do have an influx of a lot of your South Louisiana here sure. that are 
I've had people come in the shop and see some of the items and they're, they're almost homesick because it reminds mm-hmm. them of home, mm-hmm. you know. So. Now, speaking of home, you moved a lot around a lot um, yes. as, as a kid, I living did. from bayou to bayou. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that cultural? I mean, did, did what was why did you guys move? Uh, so it much? was cultural. We had family in different areas. My father is originally from St. Tammany Parish, which is in New Orleans, which is across the Pontchartrain. Mm-hmm. So I had an aunt and uncle who had a uh, they had a thriving bar business and a rooming house. And of course, during the summers, I'd go with my cousin. Of course, we'd have to we'd have to cook and fresh outside because we couldn't go inside the bar room. You know, mm-hmm. to hear the Zodiac We'd be dancing outside. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped me with my business sense, that type of thing. And then, of course, going to Homa, Louisiana, which is around the Bayou Lafouche. Yeah. We had family there, and mm-hmm. then, of course, we had family in New Orleans. So it was just like a little hour, thirty-minute travel to all these little places. And of course, my father being. Ex-military. That's how we ended up here. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And who is this young man who came here with you? That is my grandson. Your grandson? I my thought it was gran- your son. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's my grandson. And and and, and let let's uh, let's meet him real quickly. What's what's your name, sweetie? Caden. Caden. Are you here? Are you enjoying? Do you come here every year for yes, Mudbug? Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to some crawfish? <laughs> that was, he shook he his nodded head, big yes. time, believe me. Uh, the big smile. You know, the he's he's kind of situated between our broadcast position and Shaver's crawfish. Yeah. And so he's keeping he's, he's a crawfish lover. Cases, he's a crawfish so. lover. Well, we're uh, going to have a mad dash over to Shaver's crawfish after after the show here. Yes, indeed. Well, Caden, I'm, I'm very pleased to meet you. How nice old are you? you? Thank you. How old are you? Eleven. Eleven years old? My goodness. My goodness. Are you keeping Grandma straight? Are you keeping her in line, or is she keeping you in line? <laughs> she, she's keeping me in line. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw her give you the look, so <laughs> the right answer. All right, everybody. Well, well, thank you so much, Pandarina, for thank joining you. us today and, and sharing um, about your, your history, the culture. Um, one of the things that we love to do on this show is just really educate our, our, our audience um, about the, 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 the various beautiful cultures that that are found in this world and and you know to create Thank better you. understanding so appreciate your time merci beaucoup oh, merci. Merci. <laughs> when we continue with the traveling on radio show from shreveport we are going to spend a little more time talking about the the offerings here in the shreveport bozier city area we will be talking with brandy claiborne and tara holland of the Shreveport Bossier Convention and Tourist Bureau, and we'll also learn about some of the other efforts to brand this area nationally to promote Louisiana's other side as the Traveling On Radio Show continues from Shreveport, Louisiana. Now, more of the Traveling On Radio Show on TalkZone.com. And welcome back to the Traveling On Radio Show. We are here at the 25th Mudbud Magnus Festival. That is still a tongue twister for me. I don't know how, how I've been getting through it. Uh, we're here in downtown Shreveport, Louisiana at Festival Plaza. Right now, we're going to spend a little time to talk about the offerings uh, this this region has, and we will be speaking with our host here, uh, Tara Holland, and also we've got Brandy Claiborne, both of the Shreveport Bossier Convention and Tourist Bureau. Welcome to Traveling On, Tara. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And, and Brandy, welcome welcome to Traveling On. I know you've uh, you've delegated uh, <laughs> you've delegated to Tara, yes. but uh, but feel free to to uh, to share. I will, so. I will. 
Now, you guys started a, a, a new brand, uh, yes. or you're promoting a new brand, um, Louisiana's Other Side. What yes. is that? Well, as you've heard today, um, Shreveport Bossier is the best of many different worlds. We have the blend of Cajun Creole. We also have our East Texas influence, and we have our Southern heritage influence. So it's really uh, that, that Cajun meets cowboy aspect that, that we highlight here in Shreveport Bossier and that we do very well here. Now, this new promotional campaign, Louisiana's Other Side, is really a regional effort that extends beyond Shreveport Bossier but includes Monroe, West Monroe and uh, other parts, uh, other cities along this I-20 corridor. Tell us about the campaign and the regional focus here to bring uh, attention to some of the attractions in this region. Uh, we're actually mainly a, a drive destination, so we do focus heavily on a 300 to 500 mile radius, and we're doing a multimedia campaign. We're doing some web cam, some web promotions some print advertisement, radio, TV, but we also advertise nationally as well. Uh, we're in a number of publications, and uh, we're just really trying to get the message out. There is one Louisiana, mm -hmm. but there's multiple Louisiana experiences. And so all we're trying to do is just really highlight what's good and what's great about Shreveport, Bossier City, and northwest Louisiana. Now, one of the things about this area is that uh, you've, you have produced so many famous people you've got you've got people who are very well known in current culture a lot of sports celebrities and these folks all emanate from this region that's got to make you folks feel pretty proud about uh, what you're able to do here and the people you've turned out I mean, Shreveport Bossier City really is a hidden jewel I mean we have produced so much good stuff uh, here in Northwest Louisiana I mean, from the people to the culture to the food, and, and we really are proud. You know, not many people know that Elvis Presley got his start here in Shreveport, Bossier City. Our Huddy Ledbetter Ledbetter, one of the best folk singers in the world, is right from Mooringsport, Louisiana, just north of Shreveport. So we're really proud of all the artisans and all the musicians and all the culinary artists who have come from Shreveport and Bossier City, Louisiana. Now, now. Um one of the things I mentioned earlier that this area was such a pleasant surprise for me, and one of the things that I found very surprising is how large the film industry is here. You've done some amazing uh, uh, film, or some amazing films have been have been produced here, such as Mr. Brooks with Kevin Cosner. Tell us a little bit about that and just the growth of the film industry here. Well, and we also have uh, the movie W that's being filmed here um, as we speak here. So um, a, a lot of great things here and a, a lot of areas um, where movies are being filmed. Millennium Studios, I broke ground on, on a new facility here. So Shreveport is really growing to be the next Hollywood of the South. So we're very proud of that and, and very, to have, very happy to have that industry here um, with us as well. One of the things that makes this area special, as we've kind of touched on, is the heritage and and the culture here. And the state, in in conjunction with the communities, have undertaken efforts to promote various aspects of this heritage. There's an African-American heritage trail that I understand. There are numerous trails like that, a cultural heritage trail as well. Speak to some of those things and speak to those efforts to really bring a focus on these different areas of, uh, of tourism here that are making this a special place to visit. Um, our Lieutenant Governor, Mitch Landrieu, uh, has been very focused on cultural heritage and really defining that for Louisiana. 
And one of the initiatives is the African American Heritage Trail, and uh, we believe that we're the start of that trail. We have uh, the Multicultural Center, which is on that trail, as well as the Southern University Museum of Art on that trail. They're two outstanding attractions, um, and they really just highlight the culture uh, that are found here. And not just African American culture that's yeah. found here, but all the influences, the, the Indian culture mm-hmm. uh, in Shreveport, Bossier City, the, the, Indi- the Indian, the... Um, just all sorts of different cultures that are represented here. We have the Bartow Air Force Base, which brings in a lot of people from all around the world to Shreveport and Bossier City, and it just kind of really makes us a melting pot. And I understand, speaking of the Air Force Base, that, that there's an annual air show here, and the Blue Angels do come here to perform. We, yes. we actually broadcast live from uh, the Andrews Air Force Base air show uh, last weekend. And, uh, and and just the, the amount of people that that attracts, so I can imagine. But you have, um, throughout the year, a ton of festivals coming up. And, um, you know, anything involving food, we're always happy to come back. <laughs> <laughs> food or art. But uh, tell us a little bit about some of the, the upcoming festivals. We have Red River Revel, which is coming up in the fall. It's and a huge um, arts festival here. It highlights some of the work of our, our local artists, um, from painters to jewelry makers to many other um, avenues of art that is ex- exhibited there. Mm-hmm. And a great music offering as well. And so that draws a lot of attention in the fall. And don't um, forget the food. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the food, of course, is a, is a great aspect to that as well. So just as you have varieties here mm-hmm. um, at, at Madbug, uh, Mudbug, uh-huh, see, you, <laughs> you got me. Um, you're gonna have the same varieties at the Revel as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and um, I think let's, I read somewhere about uh, you have a jazz festival or something of that sort. Um, we have uh, the Let the Good Times Roll festival. Okay. Uh, we have some rural festivals uh, out. North, just north of us, uh, mm-hmm. Sunflower Trail Festival, uh, Morning Sport, Pioneer Heritage Days. Really, we have festivals year-round, and we kind of kick mm-hmm. things off with Mardi Gras. So we invite everybody to come back to uh, Mardi Gras in Shreveport, Bossier City. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of go all the way to the holidays. We have the Rockets mm-hmm. Over Red fireworks display down here on the riverfront. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we found is that people here just want to have a good time, mm-hmm. and they want to have a reason to get together with their family, and we love to do it around food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and good music. As uh, Tanya had mentioned earlier about the burgeoning film industry, Louisiana is the third largest film production center outside of California and New York in the country. And the industry is large here with with uh, Millennium Films uh, having a massive facility here as well. Uh, and also, just in terms of the cultural offerings, you've just opened uh, the Robinson Film Center here mm-hmm. in downtown Shreveport, which is really adding to this area as a major arts center, a visual arts center. Could you speak to to that aspect of Shreveport? Um, yeah, the film industry, uh, they, I mean, they, they've come to Louisiana and really latched on to us because of the tax incentives. But here in Shreveport, Bossier City, it's more than just the tax incentives that keep them coming back. I mean, many of them have settled here. They've purchased homes. They've started their businesses. And it's because of the friendly people, the ease of traffic, all the cultural offerings, the restaurants, everything that we have to offer, and the friendly people. Mm-hmm. You know, when it gets down to it, Shreveport, Bossier City doesn't just promise on Southern hospitality. We deliver. We go the extra mile mm-hmm. in providing that Southern hospitality. And for the filmmakers, you know, they just keep telling us they love it. Mm-hmm. They love the Robinson Film Center. Mm-hmm. They love out there, all that there is to see and do. And so they keep coming back, and they're bringing more projects. Uh, we have about three sound studios here in the area. We have a wave tank. We just 
all the facilities that it takes to really build a film industry we've put together. And with such resources as the Robinson Film Center to support not only the film industry, but also independent filmmakers here uh, locally that could also contribute to that industry as well. And, and, you know, there, there's, in addition to the film industry and the festivals and, of course, the good food and the music, you have an eclectic offering of, of uh, other, just a, lo- a variety of things. For example, the American uh, Rose Society here um, yesterday, now it's outside of Shreveport uh, in Monroe, but... Um, a lot of historical offerings, such as the um, the Coca Cola uh, mm-hmm. bottling, the in Monroe, yeah, 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 yeah. the, the David Horn Museum yes. Yes. in Monroe, where the founder of Coca Cola bottling, before there was a bottling company, uh, mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. to be, and they've got a beautiful residence and gardens there, which is in close proximity to Shreveport. Yes, so. yes, mm-hmm. and of course, and, and a lot of gaming. You have mm-hmm. the casino, several casinos here, mm-hmm. um, and the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about that. Is the racetrack fairly new or has it been here for a while? Actually, the racetrack uh, has been in our community for over 30 years. Uh, they just expanded into a casino and a racetrack several years back. Um, but it really has been the catalyst for gaming in our mm-hmm. area. And really, uh, the gaming industry is has has really turned tourism around in Shreveport, Bossier City. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first casino opened up in 1994, and it allowed... For us to have a Louisiana boardwalk just across the river now that is very well attended, very popular with visitors and residents. And it's allowed for many more restaurants and much more shopping and and for everything to kind of develop around our tourism industry. And before we go, uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. What is your website? If people want to come here, see what's coming up next, where where can they go? Well, we actually just launched a brand new website, completely redesigned. It's beautiful. It's www.shreveport-bosier.org. Bossier is B-O-S-S-I-E-R. That's yes. correct. That's a long, long name. I, I asked Tara earlier if we can just say uh, SB, and I think you told us a story yesterday, uh, Brandy, about the, the duel between the two mayors. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Share that real quickly, just yeah. real quickly. Well, our mayors uh, have this running joke, and because we always say Shreveport Bossier, so the mayor of Bossier City, he always says, you know, I asked Mayor Glover, the Shreveport mayor, why I couldn't say Bozier Shreveport, and he said because that's BS. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, we can kind of leave it there. But it, is, it is a healthy rivalry. Uh, the cities are share share the Red River. Uh, you can mm-hmm. look uh, from one and see the other, and they are very complementary. Shreveport with its historic downtown, Bozier City with uh, the the high-rise casinos and uh, the Louisiana Boardwalk, a relatively new mixed-use development that uh, has a lot of nice things about it, but not to be overlooked is really the traditional aspects of downtown Shreveport that, you know, are just bringing people together today as as we are seeing today at mm-hmm. the uh, Mudbud Madness Festival. So. <laughs> you, did, you did it okay, huh? Without, <laughs> thank you. Thank without you. stumbling. It's, it's, it's hard. It really is. You know, I well, asked Tara about that. Yeah. You know, she lives down here. Well, I... I, 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 I uh, Ladies, thank you for uh, for hosting us this weekend and, and for uh, for bringing us here and allowing us to enjoy this. We're going to go grab some crawfish, and uh, we also you know want to thank our other guests, uh, Melanie Bacon, Bob Shaver, Chef Dave uh, Bridges, and uh, Pandarina Sumos, um, and of course you know our, our remote engineer Ed Cole, who has uh, been eyeing the uh, the crawfish bowls <laughs> boils for uh, since we started. 
You're listening to, uh, you've been listening to the Traveling On Radio Show, and um, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to spending time with you again next week, same time, same frequency, and until then... Happy Happy travels. You've been listening to the Traveling On Radio Show, your premier source for travel news and information. Join Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick next time for more of the Traveling On Radio Show on TalkZone.com.